Welcome to the Wales in Tech podcast. This week, we speak with Ama Akhtar from Final Rentals. Final Rentals came to Wales a couple of years ago and has grown incredibly into what will soon be a household name. Thank you, Emma, for agreeing to do this podcast with us. Um, I'm going to start with some basic questions, which we ask everyone, all our guests. Uh, what is your company called and what does it do? Lovely. So, so Robert, you know, it's it's a pleasure, you know, uh, being on this podcast and thank you for having me. So my name is Emma. I'm the founder and CEO of Final Rentals. Uh, we are a fintech uh, platform for car rentals and we help local car hire companies, you know, become digital. So what Shopify does for the world of retail is what we do for the world of local car rentals. Oh, great. So is that B2B uh, or you B2C or B2C, B2C? So it's B2B and then B2C as well. So we help uh, the local businesses, uh, local car businesses to get more out of online, uh, you know, e-commerce space. So we provide them with the, our fintech solution that, you know, gives them a booking engine, a CRM and whatever they sell offline at the till, they can sell online as well. And then the B2C angle of our business is that we also then redistribute those prices, those offers, those cars on multiple platforms such as Kayak, Booking.com, Skyscanner, VIP cars and all these platforms. So they also get business. So we work in both ways, B2B as well and B2C as well. Great. I'll ask more about that later. Um, so are you would you say you're SaaS or an agency model or a slightly like a hybrid mixed model? We are SaaS. We are a SaaS model with 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 quite interesting, you know, pricing elements. So of course we charge a subscription to our software, but then we also charge a fee on every commission that, uh, you know, whatever happens on the platform. Plus, also, we charge a yearly fee for all our partners to use our branding as well. Okay, cool. And are you invested or bootstrapped? So, I've been bootstrapping it since September last year. That's when we raised our first funding round as you know, as we came to Wales. And in the last nine months uh, since we have raised funding, we have grown almost 11x. So, wow. so there was a bootstrapping phase that was validation, how our product works. We, we had many customers in B2B and B2C space. And since we have raised funds, we have seen incredible scale as well. That's incredible. And do you think you'll be looking for more investment one day? Uh, yes, we have uh, uh, a well thought out investment plan. So since we have raised our first round, you can call it a pre-seed, for example. And mm-hmm. now we are looking for the next level, let's say late seed or, or a pre-series A, and then and then the series A and series B. So 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 we have been thinking about this, how we can scale this business even even further. Because when you're bootstrapping, you're looking at, you know, to make ends meet, to, to bring in as many customers as possible, pay all the salaries. And once you raise funds, I believe in, you know, hardcore, you know, business model you know, growth. And uh, that's what we are looking at. So, so of course, we have already opened our next round and let's see how that goes. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So tell me a little bit about uh, you, yourself, you know, what background, what's your background um, and really what brought you to starting Final Rentals? This takes me always back to Pakistan, where I come from. So born and brought up in Karachi, Pakistan. Uh, Karachi is the biggest city of Pakistan, the, the commercial hub, you can say. All the businesses, everything happens you know, in, in Karachi. And the city contributes to 80% of the whole uh, you know, tax and the, and the GDP. And basically grew up in Karachi in a very, very, uh, let's say, poor household. We are seven siblings. I'm the eldest. So from the very early early days of my let's say education, I started working. So 
HTML was was very attractive to me, you know, when I was 16 years old, and I started learning HTML and JavaScript. And then after you know finishing college, I, I you know I started my computing degree in Aptek. Aptek is one of the biggest uh, IT institutions in Pakistan. It's like MIT of Pakistan, where I studied uh, software engineering, uh, hardcore uh, Java, C plus uh, plus. Then later, I did my specialization in Oracle and also MCSD. Uh, my first job uh, was uh, was a job. I cannot say a job, but internship in Microsoft. Uh, in Pakistan, and that converted into a, a full-time job later. So I, I became the assistant manager there, and uh, then a manager as well. And then I resigned from Microsoft when I was 21 years of age, and I started my own business. Uh, it was the, it was a games company. So we used to create mobile games. Oh wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! So 20, so you work, you did an internship after after university or during university? During university. Okay, and then you, they hired you full time. Uh, yes. And then you thought, do you know what? I want to be on my own and I want to start my own business. So you left Microsoft and started your own company at 21? Yes, that's right. So at 21, I left Microsoft. I still remember when I left Microsoft, I got 90,000 park rupee as my you know, you know, you know, leaving, let's say, you know, like a thank, like a thank you sort of a, you know, check. And with that, I bought my first ever laptop that I owned, the compact. So, and then I started, you know, our first business uh, from my uncle's office. Uh, he gave me a room, you know, very kind of him. And basically from there, we started the business. I grew the business to 20 full-time employees in eight months. Wow. And then I sold that business to a local company in Pakistan. And then from there, I moved to Dubai. So Dubai was the place when I realized how powerful is the industry. You know, this this industry of car rental, the car hire business was very, very powerful. And Budget Rental Car was coming to Dubai as as a, as a franchise brand. And uh, and I was given the responsibility to create a website for them, create a backend, front-end and, and everything. And when I, when I finished the project, I realized that after eight hours of going live, we, you know, we had our first booking. Someone actually rented a car online. I'm talking about 2006, seven when e-commerce was still, you know, coming into, you know, the picture of in, especially in Asia, in the Middle East, America was, was of course already, already doing it, but, but Middle East and Asia was still new to this business. Right. So, so when I built a website and it became such a big, big success, I thought I found my niche. Right. So then I went on making, Platforms for you know budget, payless, dollar, thrifty, um, super price, speed you drive. Go to guy for car rental systems. I became the go-to guy for the car rental systems, and the best thing about me was that I knew the car rental business. I knew how it works inside out. I worked in the operations, in the call center, every place, washing the cars, how you buy the cars, how you negotiate fleet, and everything. And so I so I understood the business, and also of course then I then I knew how to build a platform, like how to build the technology part of it, front end, back end, all the variables. Do you think Do you think that there's a difference then between um, the Middle East in that respect and Asia I don't, uh, and Western Europe? Um, because for example, I maybe they do exist. I can't imagine many car rental companies here in Cardiff, for example, which haven't got an online portal. So was it was it the case that you know especially in like emerging markets and you can't really call the Middle East emerging anymore but maybe 15 20 years ago um there were just a lot of you know people who had 50 cars like you said and they had no interface for the online do you think that there is a difference between western europe and and what was the middle east then or or is it the case that i'm 
wrong. And I just don't know about the small businesses that exist because they don't have an online presence. So, so the thing is, you know, having an online presence is one thing and then making a business out of it is another. So, so companies like Enterprise, Thrifty, Budget, Avis, and all these companies, the reason why they, they get so much business online is because they're also present on these platforms that we call them OTAs, online travel agencies like VIP Cars, Discover, Booking.com, uh, Holiday Autos, Skyscanner, all these platforms, right? And they give them a lot of business. Maybe you can say 80% of the business that they do, they do from these platforms, right? But these platforms will never connect a Robert Caranto. They will connect with Avis budget. They will connect with the brand, but not with Robert's car rental or Simon's car rental because it's too small for them to connect, too small for them, you know, to spend that money on integration and all those things, right? You're That's picking where, up the smaller people, basically. Yeah, smaller people and making a part of my ecosystem that we call Final Rentals Global Ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. So we connect. So 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 we are already connected on rent cars, VIP cars, Skyscanner because they are connected using our global API. Mm -hmm. So they don't really care if someone is behind the location in Cardiff and he is Robert Car Rental, but he is finally Rentals Cardiff now. Yeah. So it's like a software franchising model. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so you've basically yeah franchised or unionized all the smaller uh, yes. rentals. Under our umbrella. Under one umbrella. And then that makes you big enough for the uh, larger agency, uh, travel agencies to notice Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's clever. Okay. <laughs> So, so how do you get from Dubai to Wales? Big jump. So in the last uh, you know, 18 months, my home has been Wales. I haven't really, I have been to Dubai for a couple of times for, for a week or so. Haven't been to Pakistan. It's been almost 10 years now, right? So, so already left that place a long time back. So home is Wales and it, it will be my home now. So, so this was my last move and I love, you know, living here. I think I can live here. I can innovate. I can, I can build a team. I really feel like this is a place. This is my Silicon Valley. Let's yeah, just yeah, say that. Right? Okay. How much <laughs> is the Welsh government paying you to say this? <laughs> no, they're not, they're, they're not paying anything, but, but, but yeah, they have, they have been helpful. Like, like they are, they're, they're helpful people. I was, so I started in Dubai uh, after finishing my 15 years uh, let's say a gig in the industry and then i started fine rentals on my own so when i started i was working with 11 10 local companies in dubai and in abu dhabi and in the first year i lost 200,000 pounds because it was my first ever let's say shift from being this consultant b2b enterprise solo entrepreneur to a full-time startup entrepreneur i did i didn't understand the change the the difference my methods were still old school i was still buying billboards for my brand and mm -hmm. yes i was getting a lot of attention you were, you were very much like an agency model before right you were, you were taking contracts and doing contracts and this is a different model so absolutely and i was i was getting a lot of attention because of those billboards and all but i was not getting any traction it mm -hmm. was it was very limited right and then i realized you know this is something that we have to change right so so in first 11 months of starting final rentals I went back to the drawing board. We started all over again, mm -hmm. right? And from a very lean sort of methodology as a startup, right? And since then, I have I haven't I haven't really looked back. There was a time when when I had to think, sit sit and think, you know what you know what we should do with this business because 2020 was a year when I discovered this idea of going global from mm -hmm. Dubai because um, from March to 2020 till September, October, it was all in a close shutdown because car rental is not considered as an essential industry. 
Sure. And when COVID uh, was imposed on us, we were only doing business in the essential sectors, right? Right. So that's how it is, right? So, so in that time, I realized that you know, just being in Dubai was not enough. What mm-hmm. I've built is great. It it is highly scalable. It's web based. Come on, it's mobile web based. Why it cannot be implemented in somewhere else, right? So. From there, we had a pivot. We built our B two B angle to help you know local you know companies, and we then we we also built the, you know the B two C the separation you know between the two, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, Robert, I haven't I haven't really looked back. We have added thirty two countries into our network. From you know after Dubai, uh, we have seen incredible scale. Mm-hmm. Every sixteen minutes, we have a booking on our platform. That's and, incredible. And that gap is narrowing, you know, uh, yeah. month over month. What what you what you've described though to me so far is you know a lot a lot of people listening to this will have a tech idea, and a lot of people have ideas for startups, but when they actually go and build the product, selling the product is very difficult. But what you're saying to me sounds more like your focus is on expanding the network, and therefore physically or virtually meeting new potential partners and signing contracts to be on that platform. But is that a right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we, you know, we do innovate every single day. You know, we have new ideas, new features that we bring to, to our, our platform. We have a dedicated IT team, you know, tech team. Everything is built in-house with our own dirty hands. There's no third-party component. So, so it's like, it's very inventive. It's very innovative. So we are building on daily basis. We improve, right? And uh, at the moment, we are just working like Just Eat, for example. The platform is there. Now you have to bring in more restaurants. Because the demand is also there. We already have a network from where we will get the bookings. So is it just you doing that? Or um, tell me about your team. You know, what does it look like? How many people there are? And are they remote? Are they here in Wales? Right. So we are a team of 15 people now, uh, out of which six are based in Wales here, you know, from this office, right? And then the remaining are, you know, positioned globally very very strategically so so we have an office in dubai we have an office in poland dubai is looking after middle east and asia pacific on the other side and poland is looking at europe and the cee balkan region right and then we are here in in wales where we look after it's our hq and we look after um, let's say the uk and the transatlantic links america South America and beyond, right? So that's how I've structured the organization. Uh, we have four departments, essentially. Of course, we have sales, we have marketing, we have, you know, support, right? And then we have technology. Okay, great. Right, so when can I apply to be your biz dev for Latin America? Because that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you can speak Spanish, you're welcome. Hola. <laughs> Hola, que tal? <laughs> that perfect. Sounds, sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, sold, done. <laughs> um, that's great. So... You said you do a you do a uh, a sale uh, every sixteen minutes on your website. Uh, how are you driving people to your site, or are they coming in via those? Are they called OTAs? Those online OTAs, yes, yes. So you can say eighty percent of of that value is coming from the OTAs, right? And then twenty percent, you know, we work very very actively on SEO content marketing. So we have very good traction also from the organic channels. We do not spend a single penny on any of marketing. It's coming from the OTAs and then the then the organic traffic. We spend a lot on marketing, on content, writing PR, you know, going to the events. It's, it's human connection. I'm a big believer of human connection, right? And that brings also a lot of sales. When you sell to a car rental in in a new country, for example, and they don't have 
an online system to organize their bookings. Is that part of your solution as well? So do they get like emails or messages that someone has booked their car on holidayautos.com? Is that what happens? You provide both sides, both the front end for us, the consumer, and also the back end for the car rental. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so we provide them a complete solution. We call it the FROS, the operating system. Uh, the FROS has has two two different angles, right? Some companies already have a fleet system, you know, where they're using uh, their own billing system, you know, for fleet management and all. So, I I'm not a believer in enforcing new laws on them, right? I want them to I want them to do business and prosper instead of dealing with a new system. So, we, so, so our system has two different angles. One is Blade and one is Blade Plus. So Blade is like an online booking system, like a very nice friendly CRM where you will see all the bookings coming in from all these different channels, from all the APIs. You will get alert, uh, SMS, and also email, email and email vouchers. You can see, you know, and you can see how many bookings you have for today, tomorrow, and you can plan your whole business. Some companies say, I don't have a system. I want a system also. No problem. We give them Blade Plus. Blade Plus works like a POS, point of sale, plus the e-commerce engine, Blade. So Blade, so, so they have Blade Plus. Plus helps them to handle all the walk-ins, all the, all the people coming in you know, to the location. And then Blade helps them for, for all the online bookings. So we provide them both, whichever they like. Would you be surprised and would you be receptive if Hertz or Avis turned around and said, we want to take you out? We're going to, in two years time, we're going to buy you and just get you, get rid of you, basically. There's a huge possibility of this. There's a huge possibility, right? That they will come and they say, you know what, here's a couple of billion dollars and you know what, just give it to us, right? And we will take the, take the there's a huge possibility. But I think the even, even bigger possibility is that imagine if, 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 if I can IPO Final Rentals. That is your exit, your exit is IPO? I would say, see the ideal exit for me would be, of course, to sell this to a like-minded brand. But with the IPO, what I can do with the IPO is when I when I go public, for example, with the money that that I'll raise on the you know on the on the on the IPO on the public offering, that money I can use to to do incredible things for my network. Like I like like you know I want to invest heavily on AI. I want to invest on so many things. So my dream is to make it hundred percent automated. Without any human intervention. So, so let's say you have a location in Jamaica, for example. You have thirty-two cars at the airport. I know that it's not twenty-four hours. You know your location. Here's my kiosk. Put it on there, and let people come in, rent cars, and drive out. This, this is just an example, right? Of course, there are so many, so many things to to handle here. The ID verification. Every country is still not ready with you know with the digital ID verification. There are laws. They want physical signatures. There are things to you know consider. But I'm sitting on this huge opportunity, you know, right, where where I can actually capture a very big chunk of this market, because car hire industry is worth one twenty billion dollars a year. Okay, out of which fifty six percent of this industry is comprising of Robert's car rental, the local guys. That's fifty six percent of this industry, right? That's you. That's you. I never even. I, I I just don't rent from them, right? I, I travel a lot, and I rent yeah, from. And you won't. And you won't. Yeah, and you won't. But but now imagine if you travel to Albania, if you travel to Romania, if you travel to Serbia, you might rent from Final Rentals, right? Yeah. And behind okay. Final Rentals is Joseph's car rental. Mm, okay. And otherwise, you will never get to meet Joseph because. Because you would always rent from from enterprise and and the big brands, right? But now you have a chance to rent from Joseph and get the same or even better experience. 
Why Cardiff? You've got the whole of the UK. Why Cardiff? So before coming to Cardiff, I was doing my research you know, in the UK tech ecosystem, right? And I was checking on all the all the lines, like you know, political, how many startups are there, what are the grant programs, uh, how busy or not so busy the ecosystem is, how active is the ecosystem. And I realized that 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 Wales was a very open ecosystem. We don't have many huge companies here, not so many unicorns, tight knit and still open for business. There's Dab Bank of Wales, there are many other angel angel, angel network still open, still still haven't been used to their potential, right? And I thought I can do something here. So so that's how you know I use Cardiff. I was aware of London ecosystem, highly saturated, again Midlands and yeah. And very competitive as well. West Midlands also, you know, very, you know, very, you know, very similar. Scotland yeah. a bit too cold for me. So I thought, <laughs> you know, you know, let's try and, and you know, see see how you know how it goes with Cardiff. And so far, it has been fantastic. So you mentioned fintech Wales, um, and I'm a good friend with Neil Cocker, who I think was your incubator leader at the time. Um, so did you apply to that after you arrived in Wales or before you arrived? Before I, I arrived in Wales, I applied for that. Uh, I had my interview with, with, with Neil Cocker, a uh, couple of them. Uh, again, in, incredible person, great guy, very, very, very entrepreneurial, positive thinker, visionary. And, and it, was, it, was, it was amazing you know, to, to meet him and then work with him for, for, for three, three odd months. And it, it was fantastic. So, so basically, I got into, the, got into FinTech Wales and then I applied. Then I came to the UK first on visit visa because to finish my fintech wheels program in the meantime the innovator visa was in progress because of the ukraine war uh the work visas were, were taking like three to four months so i lost a couple of months last year but but all is well that ends well <laughs> yeah and how was the incubator do you think it, how have you done an incubator before an accelerator program before or was this your first one no, uh, you know, as I said, I did one before in Poland, the Techstars, TechSeed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and TechSeed was, was a different kind of incubator. It was more on the, it was an accelerator, more on the tech, uh, more on the tech side. So the whole discussion was about tech technology, what you're building, what framework, what do you do? DDD. It was all coding and technology and all those things. It didn't really talk much about business at, at all. Uh, whereas FinTech Wheels was basically about building your business sure how you build a business if your business plan is good enough if yes great how to scale this if not why not what you're offering makes sense or not you know um, how you're pitching and basically fintech wheels for me is the one thing that i was lacking in my in my business or in my thinking was i actually had no idea how to raise funds I was bootstrapping, but I had no idea how to raise funds, how to make my first fundraising document, like how to get started. Like what's the first thing, what's the next, right? And the next thing and the next after. And FinTech Wheels, that program made me this fundraising entrepreneur. So if I was able to raise funds, it was thank you, you know, thanks to the FinTech Wheels program. Oh, they'll love, they'll love you for that. I mean, I think they already do love you because I see your face everywhere. <laughs> I, I actually watched um because a friend of mine was in the program at the same time as you, uh, Steve Talbot. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Evernock. And, of course, the Evernockers. Uh, <laughs> yes, Evernock, Dan and Steve. <laughs> and I watched online your pitch day. Um, I think you were the first. I was the first, yeah. I, the first. I always go first here because of A, 
Come on, yeah. go first. Yeah. All right, Alan Bessler. Oh, God. Um, well, yeah, I, I watched it, and of course I didn't know who you were, and I didn't know what Final Rentals was, and I was watching it, and I was going, oh, this guy can present, right? So normally oh, thank you. I've watched a thousand of these um, pitch things uh, during the last 15 years. They're usually okay, good, but, you know, you, you, you've definitely – got something there do you think that was a natural ability do you think it's because and don't be offended you're a little bit older than the usual startup founder at 21 22 years old and you've got that experience i think the mba helped um or do you think um you know is it a combination of the accelerator and what that taught you how to present as well i'm trying to i think i'm trying to find out is there a is there a special personality trait that makes someone good at presenting their business and their idea, or is it something that can be learned through various different programs? So you know, it's it's a very interesting question because I think the first, let's say, the first taste of presenting uh, came to me when I was working for Microsoft as an as an intern. Uh, my boss was from uh, Ivy League University, uh, uh, Philadelphia. You know, you, you know, UPenn the Wharton Business School, right? And he was a guy, he was a Pakistani-American guy, and he was a guy, and, and, and he used to say, I want you to present like George Bush, okay? And I'm like, what does that mean, you know? And who, and by the way, who is George Bush? <laughs> I, I did not know, you know, which, much about which America. One? Yeah, right, which one? Exactly, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, uh, see, the, the, the programmers are, you know, good programmers, but if they cannot present what they are doing, then then they're absolutely useless to me. And I want you guys to present. And, and he will surprise you with these things that, you know, we will go into meetings and he'll be like, and, and you're thinking he's a boss, right? He will he will present, right? He'll go and sit and he'll say, okay, great. So we are talking about this. We're talking about SQL Server 2000. And from our side, we will let Amar to take the lead. And you and Amar is like, what? What's going on? <laughs> and, you, so you know, he so you know, he, so you know, he'll put you in, into into these situations. And and I think that was you know great great coaching from his side. You know, really grateful to him. Still have him on WhatsApp. We still chat, right? And and he'll still give me feedback. So, 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 you know, he was my first boss. He has greatest, you know, contribution, especially, I would say, in learning English more than the presentation itself. Then what happened is, then for 15 years, I was just working as a nerd. You know, tech, corporate tech guy working from an office, uh, you know, hardly get, hardly, you know, nobody asked me to present and, 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 and PPT was fine. You know, I had my assistants, you know, they would present and I was not just saying anything. I was just sitting behind and just doing the job and, you know, wouldn't even go out, not a social person for 15 odd years in a robot. And then something happens. What happened is I told you when I launched Finding Rentals for the first year, I lost a lot of money, uh, you know, a couple of hundred thousand pounds. And that was a phase when I was going through this sense of denial that, how come, you know, I lost this money? You know, like, you know, what's going on? Because for 15 years, I was having the security of money, you know, in my bank every month I was, I was earning. And it was the first time that someone just slapped on my face and said, wake up, right? And that was the time I was going, I was going through a very, very bad, bad phase. But I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew that I don't have money. Nobody knew that, for example, the ads were still there on the billboards. Still, still, all the things were still, still running. So I got a call from uh, Travel Technology Conference Dubai, you know TTCT. They said, "What well, you know? We would like to, Mister Mister Axter, we would like to invite you as a keynote speaker." And I'm like, "What keynote speaker? 
I'm gonna go and speak. You kidding me? But then my assistant told me, you, you know, you must do this. You know, it 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 will be fine. It's okay. You know, we can rehearse. We can rehearse again and again. Don't worry. By there's no need to be shy. You'll have a clicker in your hand. You can present. What's the problem? Okay, that's fine. So it was September 2017. I still remember. So I went there. There were many speakers. I was one of them, and they invited me. So when they invited me, I didn't even know how to go on stage. So what I did, I was wearing this mic. I didn't even go and sit. I was presenting within the audience. Oh wow! And the audience thought that was my style. Mm. Oh, this guy is like this. Oh, great! Let's see. You know, yeah, right? signature. Yeah, like a signature yeah. style, right? What yeah. happened is those twenty minutes changed my life. Oh wow! I don't know what happened. It went really well. People came to me and they said, "Wow, that was natural." It was not a. It was a talk. It was not a presentation. It, it was a talk. We enjoyed it, and all those things. And I felt, wow, I can do this. Then I started doing this again and again, and you know. The only way to get good at anything is to practice. Um, yeah, you practice ten thousand hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you you know you 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 had that practice in your first internship job at Microsoft, and yeah. then okay, maybe it went dormant for ten, fifteen years. Yeah. But- you got the opportunity again, and and I imagine since 2017, you've had quite a few opportunities to do uh, speaking uh, at conferences. We're running out of time. I'm going to ask you if you were to give a piece of advice to someone wanting to start a business. Uh, you've started several in your career. Uh, what would that be? So they've got an idea and they don't know what the next step is. So my advice is very very simple, and that has been my mantra also, right? So. I always tell my friends that, see, idea is is not enough, right? People have ideas. There are many, many people, you know, they have ideas. We call them idea monkeys. They jump from one idea to another, right? And and they never really finish anything. So it's all about execution. And execution will come from the sense of purpose. And purpose is a very interesting word. It's, it's used vaguely that, you know, this is my purpose. This is what I'm doing, you know. But how to find your purpose? So I have a very simple mantra for you to find a purpose. We use things on daily basis that are created by other people. This mic, this MacBook, this keyboard is not made by me. It's made by someone else who was exactly the same as me. Same face, eyes, everything, you know, maybe even less resources than, than what I have, right? But they have done something that people talk about, left a legacy. If you ask yourself every day, what's my legacy? Like when I'm not here in this world, will people talk about that this thing was made by this guy? Like today, how we talk about JP Morgan, J.D. Rockefeller, and all these guys, Henry Ford, then they're not alive anymore, but they have left something, right? Whether it's big or small, do you know what you will leave behind when you leave the world, right? And if you're able to answer that question, that's your purpose. And if you bring that purpose to your business, you will be unstoppable. Mm, brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much, Amma Akhtar. Um, well, yeah, that has been that was great. Uh, I've learned a lot from you. have got two or three great tips there as well. It's my pleasure, really. Yeah, no, thank you for taking part in the Wales in Tech podcast. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Such a pleasure. Yeah.